0: Girls, welcome back to
1: episode 13, I believe. Is that right? It is! Lucky! Lucky number 13. we made it to episode 13. I am Jimmy. He is Dan. Dan, what's going on?
2: What is happening, man? We are uh, we're releasing a day late, alright? It's not any less exciting, but uh, it might be different if we're coming through your ear holes on a Thursday, so... We promise you will be just as fun and informative as a Wednesday.
1: That we will. Yeah, I was uh I was a little sick earlier this week. Didn't want to uh wanted to make sure I gave you all my A game. Didn't want to be uh, hacking it up on the pod and uh then I know got a chance to to come visit visit Kansas City. You were here.
2: Yeah, man. I I went back home to see the family. Not able to go home for Christmas, so we did stuff a week early, but uh and I tell you what, you go from cold weather to warm weather back to cold weather, I'm feeling a little under the weather myself,
1: and it is awful. <laughs> yeah, especially when you travel. Yeah, I mean, I get sick every time I travel just about, so I do not envy yeah. you. We've been blessed with well, warm weather here, that's for sure.
2: Not too shabby at all, but let me tell you this. We get in, right? My mom picks us up from the airport, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're in Kansas City right now. Um, I live in Topeka, or my family is, and uh, I, I somehow convinced my mom to... Drive us to see Graham Zusi at the Kansas City Clothing Company, and who's who's there promoting the uh, Casey Pet Project and uh, you know telling you you know helping people adopt uh, cats and dogs and everything like that. Nice. And then after that, we we just went ahead and made the trek to go see Melia, who was over in Raytown, uh, a little suburb of KC there, at uh, a new Scooters Coffee location. Nice. Now that was. That one was weird from the get-go, dude, because there I'm like, oh, we're gonna go into this <laughs> coffee shop, but there's no, you can't go in. It's a dr- little bitty drive-through, and Tim's just outside kicking the ball around with these kids.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, th- man, that's a weird setup. Yeah, I was don't... like, how does
2: <laughs> get to be indoors and Tim's got to be outside uh, babysitting someone's kids?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got to be got to be part of that uh that DP contract. Tim's got get a better agent. Yeah, no. Got to get his player that's appearances well, indoors. He, he's
2: trying to get that, uh, trying to get that pay raise. So.
1: That's right. Well, he deserves it. That's for sure. Goalkeeper of the year and, and the season he right. had. He he needs he needs to be indoors on his player appearances. Come on, Sporting, what are you doing? <laughs> gotta, hey, well, let me gotta, tell you this now. Keep I know. Him warm.
2: I know we're gonna touch on uh, the Sad Abdul Salam situation. I'm sure everyone's heard about it, but. Uh, yes, sir. I went ahead and I ended up asking both of these guys, Graham Zusi and Tim Milia, you know, what the overall reaction was around this Saad Abdul Salam trade for uh, Kyrie Shelton uh, at NYCFC. And Zusi, you know, plays the same position. And I was just, I said, hey, what uh, was it a big surprise with the Saad Abdul Salam trade? I mean, what's uh, what's the overall feeling there? And Zusi was like, um, you know, not really. I mean, you know, he really kind of played it down, like really uh, political, modest answer. He was just like, I think he, you know, he's been wanting to get more playing time for sure. And I was like, well, he's not going to get that playing time uh, playing behind you. I mean, you had a pretty stellar season. He's like, oh, I don't know about that. And I was like, okay, shut up, <laughs> stop the modesty. But um, I thought that was kind of cool. And you know, I hope Saad gets some playing time up there. But then when I asked him about it, he said the overall feel of it was a lot of the guys were really shocked I mean Saad's a young kid they Hmm. thought he'd be there for a while and be you know sporting born and raised and made in KC and they you know they were pretty shocked about it so kind of interesting to see uh to hear from two different players
1: yeah for sure I mean as, as Dan mentioned for those of you who uh you know maybe missed it um I'm sure most if not all of you heard about it but Sporting KC traded Saad Abdul Salam to NYCFC in exchange for forward Kyrie Shelton um, and, and, and yeah, I can't say that personally I was necessarily surprised. Like, my reaction's kind of more along the lines of, of Zussi, I guess. Um, obviously I have way less information than, than, than Zussi does, but, you know, Zussi play, I mean, Zussi's one of the most modest guys you'll ever meet, so it doesn't surprise me. He, he said what he said, but, I mean, he, he had that, that right back position on lockdown last year. Um, that he transitions so well and provides an, an, an attacking spark from that defensive position and, and genuinely played good defense. So there's, there's really no way you can take him out of that spot this year. And, and Saad, as, I, I loved Saad. I think he's, I, I honest, honest to goodness think that he is a starter in this league. Um, but I think he's like 20, 25 now, maybe 26, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I I don't I don't blame him if he was was looking for an opportunity where he was going to get to play a little bit more, and and from sporting standpoint, you know, you could you could think, okay, well, it'd be nice to hang on to him for another year or two, because then you got a right back of the future. But you think who's just behind Sod on the depth chart? They, they got Colton Storm, who they just picked up his option, and then behind Colton Storm, they got the younger uh, Jalen Lindsey. Uh, I mean right back was probably the deepest position sporting had and, and they addressed a a need potentially in, in a striker. So, um, I mean, they looked at the trade, dude.
2: I mean, they looked and and Saad Abdul Salam was worth something. I mean, they couldn't have gone and traded Colton storm or, or Jalen Lindsay. I mean, it was Saad Abdul Salam and they got what they needed.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised either at, at what Tim said. Um, you know, I, I don't doubt that Saad didn't, you know, wasn't sad that he was leaving Kansas City. I mean, he spent the first part of his professional career here, and I am also not necessarily surprised that they weren't like broadcasting to the locker room, "Hey, we're probably going to trade Saad." So I'm sure it did catch some players off guard. Uh, Zusi, I would guess, this is a total theory. Zusi playing the same position as Saad was maybe just a bit more sort of attuned to to what was going on because he he knew that. He was the reason Saad wasn't getting the playing time, and and I'm mm-hmm. I'm guessing if Zusi was in his shoes, he'd be like, yeah, man, I love it here, but I I I want to play as much as I can too. So. Um,
2: well, and the trade rumors were around earlier in the season. I mean, everyone's like, oh my gosh, did you hear that Saad might be traded? And Peter didn't even address those at all. He said it's not a thing, and kind of makes you wonder if it was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like I said, I love I love Saad. He, he's great, but. With Zussi playing as well as he was and, and not really showing any signs of, of slowing down, at least in, in his new position at right back, I, it just, it sucks. This is one of the worst parts about being a sports fan. But, like, sometimes you got to part ways with players you really like. And Saad was such a nice dude. He was always so friendly. I mean, he's huge, 6'4", something like that, mm-hmm. so athletic. I mean, the, the potential's there, but, uh, I mean, that's a hard decision to, to cut away from someone like Zusi, who's playing so well, who's been in KC for so many years for, for the potential of Saad. I mean, you know, I think they did the right thing in, in trading away, uh, from, a, from a technical standpoint at least, trading away Saad while, while he had value. Um,
2: yeah, it's a risk too. I mean, everyone better knock on wood and hope that uh, Zusi stays damn healthy this year.
1: Yeah, so I think that's the biggest risk. Uh, as, as far as this trade goes, is, is Zeusi is a little bit up there in age. Let's see, what is he? He's like 32, 33, I want to say. Um, no, he's not 33, is he? I'm looking it up. Oh, he's 31. He's going to be 32 next year. Okay, so he's a little. He's he's got some years left. He's he's not he's not over the hill by any means. Um, sorry, oh, Graham. Boy. Splinter wants to make sure it is known. zusi is not 33. He's, he's not coming in. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that, that's, I mean, like you said, that I think is for sure the biggest risk of, of this trade. But honestly, overall, I think it's kind of a, a low-risk, high-reward trade when you look at it from a big-picture standpoint. Because, man, Kyrie Shelton, if, if for those of you who, who don't know, he was a, a former number two overall pick in the Super Draft in the same year that, that Saad came in. Uh, the dude's like 6'3". He's a big target.
2: Um, he's a big deal, man. I I kind of like him. Uh, he's been a little plagued by injuries for a little bit, and you know he's not really a creator up there. I don't think he's a top striker by any means. I think we're probably going after uh, another guy for sure. Oh yeah,
1: he's he's not going to be the uh, the final piece. He's not going. I I would I would be shocked, and I would think that Peter himself would be shocked, and something probably has gone horribly wrong if if Kyrie Shelton is the number nine that they talked about bringing in in this off season. I think the thing I like about this trade is so like you and I have been talking about how sporting could benefit from having a a big target up top. Um, and you know, like you said, Shelton's been, been plagued by injuries a bit I mean he's fighting for time with, with David Villa, which he's never going to beat out David Villa for time. So he only played 500 minutes this last year, one goal. Um, I just I think that there's a lot of potential here and that a change of scenery could do, could do him well and I think with some creative pieces around him, you know Jerso, um Johan Crozet, our new uh, our new Frenchman um, who was officially signed, you know maybe there's a, there's there's some potential to be unlocked uh, if if Peter can kind of get the best out of Kyrie and, and I don't I don't hate having a, a big six three target that can come in late in games if you need to need to score some goals.
2: Yeah, and maybe maybe you're saying his last name right, maybe you're not, but it doesn't matter. I think we're all excited <laughs> all the same. Monsieur Crozet.
1: Yeah, hey, that's pretty good. I, yeah. I'm
2: like, hey, Crozet.
1: <laughs> Cro- Cro- yeah, see, we need to do some serious journalism and get to the bottom of this, I feel like, because see? I have been told multiple things. I've, I've read that it is Crozet. I have heard that it is Crozet. And then there's me trying to be a, a fake Frenchman with my three years of, of French class being like croisé. Um, that's
2: that's a little much. I'm gonna say that last one um, is a little fancy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, see, the French are a little fancy.
2: They are. <laughs> so, um, either way, man, he's excited to be here. I mean, I, I follow him on Instagram, and they looks like they took him to a Chiefs game, and he was posting pictures and everything of the of the sporting locker room and uh, pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, he's uh you know, we talked about um, the signing a, a bit last week because it was reported by Sam McDowell at that point, but it, it was officially announced. I think like the day after the podcast was released. He's a 25-year-old French attacking midfielder. Um, he's he's going to be a designated player. He's coming from Belgian side KV Mechelen. Um, he he's a number ten. He's the same position as Benny, so it's going to be really interesting. If if you sign a a designated player, you're you're bringing them in with the intention of them playing significant minutes. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd I'd like to hear what you think, but that signals to me that either Benny's going to transition into a bit more of a super sub or they're going to maybe look at playing him in in different parts of the field. What do you think?
2: I'm I'm going to go with that super sub thing, man. I I think that's more, uh, more likely, you know.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think they're going
2: to battle it out though. I think it could be interesting to to see him fight for his spot, uh, Benny.
1: Yeah, so I think that's the the really good part of this, and I, I think it's 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 a good time to bring in a number ten. You know, if, if we waited one more year, there's rumors about will Benny be back after this year? No one's really sure. Um, so the, the really good thing about having sort of that year buffer of of having Crozet in there. And, and and benny for at least another year is it's going to give crozet some time to adapt to mls and sometimes it takes players time to adapt to mls because it is a, a physical league it's a, it's a different style of play than than a lot of uh european leagues um and and when you when you sign a, a dp and they come in sometimes there's like these huge expectations and sometimes they live up to them like david Villa obviously wasted no time givinco wasted no time but they're they're the exceptions um other DPs come in and, and, and they're labeled a DP. So they have these, these big expectations put on by fans, but they need a little bit of time to adjust. So I think it'll, it'll benefit Quizé from, from being able to, to sit behind Benny maybe to start the season and learn and come in and get minutes as, as a sub and sort of work his way into that starting spot. So, uh, Oh, absolutely. Certain... It's going
2: to be interesting no matter what happens.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm excited. Um, you know, this is the first of potentially three designated player signings. Um, we, I, I, wish MLS would let us know what the transfer fees are because I, I, we just we don't know. Um, I haven't seen any reports out there either. But I, I'd be curious to to know how much Sporting spent on him because I'd like to know these reports of Sporting splashing some cash if, uh, if, if they really are. Um, all I know is they. Yeah, had I don't
2: to... know why we're not allowed to know.
1: I don't know. It's MLS is so stupid with these rules. It's like every year they get a little bit more transparent, but like not really that transparent at all. Like in pretty much every other league, we know exactly what's going on from a financial standpoint mostly. Um, mm-hmm. MLS, I, I don't, I don't know what the deal is there, but um, Croizet is going to be the uh, the first big signing of the off season, and, and I'm sure more uh will come. So we'll uh we'll keep watching. I did think his uh his tweet was pretty funny. You mentioned that um you know they were kind of taking him around Kansas City and, and showing him the locker room and all that. Um mm-hmm. he went to the, the Chiefs game, which uh was a good Chiefs game to go to. Um they finally played well. Um I, I thought it was funny the way he, he worded it. He goes, nice experience, dot dot dot. America really is another world. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's a that's a nice way of saying y'all are y'all are crazy. Cause, uh, yeah,
2: he was he was excited, man. He's he's there around all those drunk football
1: fans. He's like, I don't even know what this sport is. Yeah, doing the tomahawk chop, and you got seventy thousand people just yelling and banging on seats. And yep, it's uh, it's it's a little bit different than European soccer. But hey, I remember even um, when we had Marcel De Jong on Sporting KC a, a, a couple years back. He came from from some European leagues, and I remember someone—I forget where I read it—but someone asked him, like, "What's the biggest difference in in the leagues from MLS compared to where else you've played?" And he was saying how one of the things that caught him off guard most when he when he came out in his first game is like is just the atmosphere because it's so different. We got the fireworks at Sporting Park going off and the loud like dance music, and sometimes there's laser lights and all that. It's it's a bit different than you know EPL or or some of the European leagues where they got like the symphony music playing and they're walking out all proper and everything. So, Oh yeah. And we've got Kanye West on the speakers, Kanye or, or tech nine. They're like performing in person. <laughs> He's probably muse. like, who is tech nine? What is this going on right now? Um, <laughs> which half of the people on the stadium, I think thought that at that point it was a little bit of an awkward concert. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be a, such a fun experience for him. So, And it'll be fun to watch him. I'm excited to see what he can bring. So. Absolutely. Um, other big news involving Sporting KC this week. Uh, MLS uh, schedules were announced for the first, uh, at least the home openers were. And Sporting KC is having their earliest ever home opener in Children's Mercy Park. Sunday, March 4th, the second day of games, hosting... NYCFC, and Sad Abdul Salam in Children's Mercy Park. So that's going to be a good one.
2: So you got to assume that's also going to be a national TV game, being Sunday
1: night. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Um, they, I'm looking at the schedule now. Okay, so the first game on Sunday is the Sounders hosting LAFC. So we know right mm-hmm. off the bat that's that's national TV. There's no way they're, I would think they're so. not showing that on national TV. Um, just an hour later... Vancouver hosts Montreal. I don't think that's the one out of the four games on Sunday that might not be national TV because, no offense, but I'm not sure how many people outside of Canada on the first weekend of the season are that concerned with Vancouver versus Montreal. Um, Right, right. And it starts just an hour after the Sounders-LAFC game, so everyone's going to be watching that. Then you got Sporting. Um, versus NYCFC at at 7:30 uh, Eastern, so 6:30 uh, Central. So that's that's like a perfect window to to come on right after the Sounders LAFC game, just two and a half hours later, and then two and a half hours after that you got the Galaxy hosting the Timber. So it feels like to me, kind of like you said, it's probably going to be a national TV game, and it might be the second of what could be like a triple header MLS national TV night on on Sunday. So that's pretty cool. That's gonna be fun. Uh... I'm excited. It, it's not that far away. Holy crap! I mean, it's less than three months. Yeah, it's got. Oh my gosh! Sporting was was tweeting out um like a countdown, a, a daily countdown of of how many days yeah. are left till the first game. And I, I Like seventy five. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, that's that's so close. It's gonna be here so fast. Like, I couldn't believe. It. I was talking to someone. Uh, the other day at work, and and somehow like Christmas came up, and they asked if I'd finished my shopping, and I was like, no, like I got a couple more presents got to buy, like when I got time, and then I was like, I don't have time, like Christmas is this weekend, so <laughs> it's crazy how fast time's flying, like I can't even believe it, um, but yeah, March fourth is gonna be here before we know it, and and that's gonna be such a fun game, and I think it's it's gonna be kind of cool slash kind of weird for Saad probably with, with his first game with his new teams actually in Children's Mercy Park. So.
2: Yeah, what if he doesn't even travel though? I mean, what if he's just a reserve and doesn't travel with the team? That'd be sad. I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope he
1: travels and I hope he gets in because I think the sporting fans will give him a, a good ovation.
2: For sure. But it's NYC and they're you know, they going to bring in some players to really you know, test him a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I hope for his sake he gets he gets some time on the field and, and he plays. Um, but you're right. I mean, they're not afraid to spend lots of money so he may not mm-hmm. even end up be being their starter even though not in 2017 but in 2016 he was pretty much sporting his main starter at right back and 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 was very, very good. so um, but it'll it'll be interesting to watch and then the the second week of the season, uh Sport and KC goes uh on the road and uh they they hit up your uh your town now and they go take on the Chicago in the Fire. Back of the woods. Yes, sir. Yeah man.
2: Chicago Fire, that'll be their home opener.
1: Yep, it'll be out in uh Toyota Park, which is what like uh short plane ride away from Chicago. Is that right? <laughs> Seems uh, Dude, so far.
2: I I'm trying to I'm trying to find a guy that, that drives in this city and be like, Hey, wanna go to the game? Let's be friends. So want to go to a soccer game. Yeah, so I don't have to take a damn train down to the down to the stadium or, or a bus to a train then to a bus. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that one um, is Saturday, March 10th. So it's 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 slightly short week for for sporting because they go from a Sunday to a Saturday. Um, that game it's it doesn't have a time yet. It still says TBD. So I'm I'm not quite sure what that means. Right. And, um, they don't usually do it should national. Should be nighttime. Yeah. They don't usually do national TV games on Saturday, so it's probably not going to be national uh, it's TV. It's going to be cold. Yeah, it'll be cold. Um, yeah, Chicago in March can be freezing. Heck, even man, that March fourth game here, like the first uh, first couple of weeks of this last season, my fingers were freezing mm-hmm. off. It's uh, it's going to be a cold one. So.
2: Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. I think I'm going to recruit some. Uh... Just some guys around here. I got a ton of scarfs, and I'll be like, "Hey, let's go to the game," and uh, you got to be a Sporting KC fan though, because really, there's not a lot of Fire fans around here. You know what I mean? I really haven't met a lot of them.
1: Yeah, it's. It feels. I heard rumors not that long ago that like the Fire were like maybe looking at trying to get back closer to the city center, because like Toyota Park's not working really. But I don't know if that'll ever happen. That won't happen now, because they got a new USL team coming to the city. Oh, that's right. See, that was the thing. I, like, part of me, I remember reading that, and I kind of wondered, like, would that almost make MLS want to do it more? Because if the USL team is in, like, the heart of Chicago, are people just going to be like, well, screw the fire? I don't want to drive an hour to go see them when I can just watch a team here. So I almost wondered if that was, like, kind of the impetus for MLS being like, oh, crap, we got to get our stuff together. Otherwise, we're going to be overtaken by this USL team. Um, Dude, maybe so.
2: I could see people really supporting that USL team, though. I mean, it's right in the heart up here. It's it's very close.
1: Yeah, man. I'd, I mean, I'd be all about that if I could just walk to a game instead of driving to God knows where Bridge Bridgeport Bridgeview, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fire got to figure out something because they had like one of the lowest average home attendance. Uh, oh, their playoff game was was embarrassing. Yeah, it was. I mean, they hit like ten thousand people, I think. Like they got less than some of the USL playoff games did. So. Right,
2: I looked for I for those that playoff game. I was looking at tickets. I was like, ah, hey, maybe I'll go check out a playoff game. They were like ten bucks. That's that's so sad.
1: Like right. it shouldn't be like, that way. Right. ah, should we go. <laughs> I mean, they had the Golden Boot winner. They had a good team. They had Bastian the Schweinsteiger. Like ten bucks. Oh man, they got to figure out something. No one went. They gotta figure it out, man.
2: Sporting's got it, and then you got Nashville coming in. You know they're gonna fill their stadium. It's they gotta they gotta get with the with the program.
1: Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll, we'll talk about Nashville a little bit later. I'm excited for that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a couple of, just real quick, a couple other of other these home openers. Um, trying I'm trying to look through here and see what what might be the highlight. I'm honestly I think Sporting versus New York's one of that those marquee games of, of that first weekend. Sounders versus LAFC certainly going to be one where a lot of people are watching just they want to see what lafc is going to look like what they can do on the field
2: um let me tell you something i i hate that we're playing two eastern conference teams right off the bat because i'd like to get into form before we face off against the other conference i mean western conference teams you play them at least two times a lot of them three times and eastern conference you play them once and i hate to just play them in the first two weeks and then there's there's two of those teams just gone
1: yeah that's a good point i so the way i thought about it is i almost thought about it on the flip side i kind of like playing two eastern conference teams right off the bat because
2: those maybe we get lucky and scrap out a win
1: well that but but it gives us a little bit more time to find our form before we start facing off against the western conference teams cuz those ones those ones are going to those are big points th- those are going to mean a bit more cuz even though they're all worth the same amount of points like <laughs> functionally if you beat a western conference team you're not only gaining three points you're keeping them from getting any points and so that that's a big point swing so if we can okay if we, i see it like that yeah I see it. so if we get if we get our form a, a, a little bit play nyc fc play chicago get some of these new players to get used to, to playing on the field together before we start facing off against the teams that we're going to be fighting for playoff spots against i i don't hate it um I totally well get. Said. I totally get what you're saying though. Like, if you get one crack at NYCFC and it's the very first game of the year, and you're like, okay, well, that was it. We don't, you yeah. know, We don't know how good we actually were, and we don't know how good they actually were, and that kind of sucks because we'd like to. But um, I don't know. I think long term, as much as as that sucks, it, it might be more valuable to to save your best form for Western Conference sides. But good point. I don't know. Then again, it gives them more time to get informed before they play us too. So, I just might right. be full of crap and not know what I'm talking about. So, um, but yeah, I think that those, those will be the 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 the, the marquee games of, of the first weekend. Maybe TFC Columbus too, if, if for no other reason. than that's literally the first game of the season. Um, you know, second second week of the uh, season, obviously. Chicago and Sporting KC, and we don't have a full slate because uh, these are just the home openers. Uh, but you know, RSL hosts LAFC. RSL be interesting to see if they could keep their their form they kind of got in at the end of the last year um, under Petkey. Um Man, Portland doesn't have their home opener until April 14th. It's like a month and a half into the season. Wow. I think I I assume it's because of their expansion on their stadium. I don't know like that oh maybe so that's like six straight road games and lafc doesn't doesn't open their home stadium until the end of april so they play like 10 road games straight so huh i don't know it's uh it's getting so close though man i can't wait i'm so excited oh, absolutely. like that's coming uh i just get so pumped um the uh so yeah other other sporting kc news uh we had the re-entry, or non-news maybe, had the re-entry draft sporting case. You just passed in the stage one of the re-entry draft. Uh, Stage two is 1 p.m. Central time on Thursday, so the the day y'all are downloading and listening to this. Um, I I don't know if we're going to take anybody or not. I I mean, there were two players taken in the first stage. Um, Colorado took Mike Grella from the Red Bulls and then Almost immediately traded him to Columbus for a second-round pick in 2019. So Grella is now in Columbus, who will probably end up in Austin, but whatever. Um, and huh. and Minnesota took uh, Tyrone Mears, the defender. Um, so Minnesota needed some defensive help, so that'll uh, that'll be good for them. I don't know what uh, what Columbus is going to be doing with uh, with Grella. I like Grella. He's a cool guy, but. I don't know. We'll see. Um, lots of good players that are still available in the uh, second phase of the draft. So I, I was reading that, you know, second phase of the draft is sometimes a, a little bit more um, active than the first phase. I, I don't know entirely why, but I don't know. We'll see. That's uh, that's Thursday. Sporting might have new players, at least one new player from then, so... Um, I don't
2: know about that. I think we're passing again. That That seems crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... If if players aren't taken, then they be I think they just become free agents, and then you don't have to worry about whatever their last contract was. Like I still like the idea of someone like Giles Barnes because he's got experience, but not at his contract that he's making like seven hundred thousand a year. I don't know something stupidly high, and I'm like I don't I don't want him that much. So right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know if we'll uh, if we'll take someone, we might just pass again, but um couple other quick hits for Sporting KC News. Uh, Kerry Zavagnan got his uh, U.S. Soccer Pro course license Um, and and what that means is it's the highest form of of soccer licensing offered in North America Um, which is pretty cool because what that means is it kind of just validates how how good of a coach he is And, and you look at some of the other coaches who are just now getting this I mean you're talking about Greg Vanney, who just won MLS Coach of the Year, Brian Schmetzer, who was coach of the Seattle Sounders, um, Jesse Marsh, the Red Bulls coach, Caleb Porter, Jill Ellis, the women's national team coach. So it's kind of a big deal for for an MLS assistant coach to uh, to get this uh, this license. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've always been kind of worried that some team is going to come along and poach. Zavagnin from us because I think he's got a feature in head coaching, and I would hate to see that happen.
2: Well, that's obviously the point I think um, of him doing all this coaching license stuff is to eventually be a head coach of some sort, and I just think it's all part of the game. You know what I mean? To you know, he's learned as much as he can,
1: and now he's got to fly. All right,
2: he's a peacock. You got to let him fly. <laughs> let him fly.
1: Yeah. No, I I know. I I I don't want to keep him down. I I do wonder if. Um... I mean, I guess it depends where Peter's head's at. I, I've kind of been, been thinking, like, man, if, if for whatever reason Peter ever left for that national team job that he's always kind of not outwardly said he wants, but never has really turned down the thought of him taking it, that mm-hmm. it'd be real nice to have someone like carries of Wagner lined up as a replacement if we needed someone. But, I, I mean, like you said, you, you got to let him spread his wings. You can't keep him down forever. Like, if, he, if, if an opportunity comes along, you got to take it. So. well
2: for me as ever leaves we we all riot, right? I mean
1: it, it'll be a riot in the streets. Yep. We'll we'll march on the sporting offices.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it uh he's a good guy. He he knows the sporting system very well. And so congrats to him. And then speaking of congrats, we got to give uh congrats to our guy Seth Sinovic. He uh he got married. He uh his, He did. Yeah, saw the uh, the photos of uh, the happy couple, his wife Lauren Alford Sinovic uh, as it were now. So Seth, I don't know if, if you're listening, but congratulations. If you're not listening, then Tim Melia, you should be listening, because you told Dan you would be listening. So, oh snap, he did. Tim, if you're listening, you gotta tell Seth that we said congrats and then get him to listen. So
2: There you go. That's how that works, man. Word of mouth.
1: That's right. So did we get we didn't we didn't start Dude, with just, this.
2: I just gotta tell you, man. Tim and Zeus are just like they're, they're like the nicest dudes, man. Like if you've ever talked to you know, a pro athlete in the past, maybe, uh, you know, maybe like an NFL player or something, maybe they kind of shook you off and weren't really personable or anything. But I'll tell you what, man, Zussi was working the register at this store and and Tim is just asking us questions about our, our holiday plans. And I'm just like, man, you, you don't have to, you don't have to try to get to know me. I mean, and the thing is he, he's not faking it. He's just a genuinely nice guy.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you and I both used to do a, a little bit of volunteering work with the Victory Project, Sporting KC's uh, oh, yeah. charity, and and I was working some some event. Uh, it was like a soccer clinic or something, and and Tim was there, and it was the first time I had met him, and we talked for a couple minutes, and he was incredibly nice, just like you were describing, but like nothing in depth. And then it was like three months later, and I went and did something else that he was at, and either he's the world's greatest actor or. I don't know what, but like he, I walked in and he was like, oh, hey man, how's it going? How, you, how have you been? And it was like, made me feel like we've been best friends for years. And I was like, this is incredible. I met you once. We talked for like five minutes and you apparently remember me. Um, well, you
2: can't be best friends. I mean, him and I are best friends. So just calm down.
1: Well, that's awkward because he told me that we were best friends.
2: Okay. So, All right. Battle. Battle Royale.
1: This is our, this is journalism uh, part two where we got to figure out, okay, how do you say quote <laughs> <laughs> And then, which of us are best friends with Tim Miller? So this is like <laughs> no, dude, hard nobody, hitting journalism. No, dude,
2: nobody. I told him that, uh, you know, I I I was mentioning to him that I won that ball on the uh, playoff show that he was yeah. that he was talking on and everything. And and he, I told him the question I asked, and he's like, oh yeah, Gre- Gressel answered your question, right? And I was like, yeah, man, I won that ball. And then I ended up telling him how I won that, you know, I painted the wall and everything. And he's like, do you just win? everything and i was like yeah pretty much yeah you do <laughs> it's
1: i don't understand it you just went, and i was like why didn't, didn't you guys come out you of the tic- locker room to watch you won tickets to a, a red bulls game too didn't you like a trip Dude. to new york the, a, a rojan yeah. game
2: yeah man they float they flew us out to the red bulls game and we spent the weekend in new york it was crazy and i swear to god i have no like ins with like the the organization or the front office or anything this just happenstance man so if people want to come rub on me that sounds dirty. If you want to come <laughs> get some of my luck? Don't tell Marissa. You know, I got I got some luck to share.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't complain too much. I did win a couple of tickets to a sporting game one time because I, I was a dork and I took a selfie and like tweeted it in on a road game when I was like my sporting selfie or whatever. And I'm sitting there watching like half paying attention and all of a sudden I see my face on the screen and they're like. J C JCMax03, you won two tickets to the next sporting game. And I'm like trying to take a picture real quick of like me next to my picture on the TV so I can show people. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't and know. And you're man. like,
2: that's cool. I, I go to every one of them anyways. <laughs>
1: yeah. But hey, it's nice to go and, you know, get, get free tickets as a fan. And because, you know, uh, some, I, I've mentioned it before, I go to all the games, but like technically I go as a member of the media. So I sit up in the press box and. It's, it's a it's a cool experience doing it because you get access to the locker room and the players and the coaches but you're not supposed to wear like fan gear and you can't really mm-hmm. react when something happens um like you can be like yeah, that's tough
2: that'd be tough for me
1: yeah you, you can like react if like someone does something that's like well done but like you can't cheer for a team or you can't root against a team so it, it's it's taken some getting used to it. and like i find my, <laughs> i find myself sitting up there and like i'll hear the cauldron like Starting to like, I believe Chan or something, and I'm like, kind of start like saying it to myself, and i feel be like, nope, can't do it. Like you're gonna get kicked out, and they're gonna ruin this whole thing. So.
2: Oh my gosh, would
1: they really kick you out though? I, I hope not. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. That'd be
2: crazy if they're like, hey, you're not allowed to <laughs> you, cheer up here. You have
1: to leave now. <laughs> oh my god. No, I don't think they do that. Um, but. But yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I hope my best <laughs> friend
2: Timilia is listening,
1: and uh, there you go. Yep, and uh, and if you want to win something, become, uh, become friends with uh, with Dan. There you go. He'll teach you his winning ways. Although, we can... technically, wasn't it Marissa who drew the thing that won you to paint the wall?
2: She did. She did win that one, but I, the the Red Bulls game was all me, and the soccer ball was all me. There you go.
1: Okay, so it's just the two yeah. of you together. I don't know what it is.
2: And then, you know, the scavenger hunt and stuff, winning
1: jerseys oh and my stuff. Not God. big deal. That's a whole different story. I forgot about that, too. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> man. You know, the autograph ball, that old thing. <laughs> you guys. It's unbelievable. Win- hey, you can't win if you don't play, man. That's Hey, that's true. We're teaching life lessons on the pod. Can't, Absolutely. Can't win if you don't play. So, so come rub on me. <laughs> Moral of the story. There you go. There you go. I think we just found an episode <laughs> title. Uh, <laughs> Uh, come rub on me Episode 13 <laughs> Sweet Jesus Yep uh, Pretty soon we'll have uh, The explicit tag On the iTunes podcast
2: <laughs> Yeah they're gonna make us Put that on there Yeah We'll see yeah. I mean I already <laughs> talked To SeatGeek About uh, getting sponsorships And stuff And they're not uh, I, I think we're we're too much for them I don't think they want it I think
1: that's true uh, Eventually they'll, they'll co- Come to their senses And they'll realize Man we this is the podcast Of the future We gotta get well, on no, this And I
2: Dude, I told him how many listeners we average, right? And I told him it's like, you know, we average about 115 downloads a week. And we're like, that's great. I mean, thank you, guys. 115 of you are listening to us, and, and that's 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 great. It's more than we ever could have imagined. And SeatGeek's like, oh, yeah, you. we think your podcast, you know, we could absolutely sponsor it. Um, we, we have an MLS team in, in Kansas City. And I was like, yeah, I know. We cover it. And
1: <laughs> That's kind of the point.
2: I know. That's the damn point, dude. And he's like, well. You typically need about a thousand downloads, so all you people out there need to start telling some friends. <laughs> or buying a lot
1: more phones and downloading it on all of them.
2: Oh, absolutely! I, I started thinking. I was like, should I download it on my computer, my iPad? <laughs> what, what do I do here? But no, yeah, tell your friends, guys. Tell your sporting friends and family, and uh, and you know, we might get some SeatGeek deals and and be able to tweet out some like offer codes to our, our listeners and stuff. So that'd be that'd be really sweet.
1: Yes, sir. It'll uh, it'll so. benefit you guys too. So, um, we,
2: where do we we just went off on a huge tangent? We I don't even know what this, we're
1: talking about. Uh, we, you know what we're not doing is we're not keeping the ball moving. Dude, the ball moved too fast, <laughs> and now I can't even find the ball. Maybe th- that's probably what happened. That's true. Well, we
2: can't find a happy medium, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll bring it back here. I think uh, I think we covered most of the sporting news. So we're gonna let's do some some quick hits around the league. Um, yes. And then we out. Uh, also did get a question in from one of our listeners, Anthony Hardwick. Shout out to you on Twitter for, for sending us that question. So we're going to get to that here in, in, at the Ooh. end here in just a minute. A um, couple of quick hits around the league. Nagby trade, that became official. Um, we talked about that last week uh, just a bit. There were rumors that he was going to get traded to Atlanta United. Um, we, we had kind of a, a, a discussion about that. Well, that became official, like less than 12 hours after we released the pod and i was like of course like this is what happens you record a podcast you talk about oh this might happen and then like the day you release it it all happens and you're like well now we have a week until we record another one so can't you work with our schedule a bit more mls come on now
2: absolutely um, i mean do your do your trades and stuff on monday so we can
1: talk about it on wednesday all right that's right <laughs> um but yeah the timbers got uh A lot of money, $650,000 in in GAM uh, in 2018, another $100,000 in GAM in 2019, $300,000 in TAM in 2018 in an international spot, so it's a little over a million dollars, and then there's all sorts of performance bonuses that he probably won't reach because they're crazy, like we talked about last week, like win the MVP or be in the top three in goals plus assists plus Atlanta wins MLS Cup, so like, okay, I'm glad we're not setting expectations too high. But uh. Oh, dude, seriously, Atlanta's
2: <laughs> all in, man. They're even their fans. They're all like, MLS Cup winners, 2018. And I'm like,
1: oh my god. <laughs> well, you guys are a little, uh, a little much. They're like, no one did what Atlanta did in 2017. Best, best expansion team ever. I'm like, oh look, I get it, but also you lost in the knockout round. Like, dude, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So.
2: Atlanta's that Atlanta's that American psycho where they just want to. Get butt naked and look at themselves in the mirror and just admire and, themselves and yeah exactly
1: that's literally what and they are I'm just like yeah knock it off Christian Bale <laughs> well, not right <laughs> now he's that... kind of he's kind of fat right now because he's doing like a Dick Cheney biopic so oh wow I had no idea yeah so maybe um, don't look at Christian Bale naked in the mirror while he's doing well, a Dick Cheney they... biopic
2: dude they're <laughs> over here like they're over here like oh we're gonna win MLS Cup and we're over here like Oh, we're gonna to try to get past the knockout round.
1: <laughs> we got just as far, and we're all pissed.
2: Um,
1: oh my god. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know. L A F C is probably gonna take some of their thunder this year, and I think they are not gonna love so? it. I think so. L A F C starting to put a squad. I hope they don't click. Yeah, we'll see. They, I I mean, they they have a long way to go before they fill out their roster, but they're they're putting a squad yeah. together. So.
2: And they got a great ownership group of people, and I. I don't know. I'd love to see them be a Minnesota or an Orlando, you know, nothing, nothing too great.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll be surprised if that happens, but, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, the Nagby deal also speaking of Portland, they officially hired Giovanni Savarese as their head coach. Um, that was rumored. We talked about that last week. So we're not going to talk about that too much. They just made it official. He's the, the mm-hmm, former mm-hmm. Cosmos coach from the NASL. So, uh, what? Yep, they did good in the U.S. Open Cup. Didn't they beat uh, New York City. Uh, they may have. I don't honestly remember. Um, I know in the NASL they had a bit of a down year this year. I think they finished like fourth out of the eight teams, but they won it the year before. So, um, he, eight I'm, teams.
2: That's great. I think that's uh, I think that's less than the women's league.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure there's still eight teams in it because I think one of the NASL sides jumped to USL this year. Uh, North oh, Carolina. So. They well, might. Hey,
2: I gotta tell you this. Well, and I'm all uh, for
1: equal play, huh? I was just gonna say that, that I forgot the the San Francisco Delta's folded after they won an NASL too. So there's maybe like yeah, that's what, crazy? Six teams, seven teams in NASL. I don't know. Poor NASL. Oh, they're done. Done deal.
2: <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I think I was gonna say, you know, I hell yeah, women. I mean, if you if their <laughs> league's more successful than yeah. the than
1: the NASL, then hell yeah. Yeah, I'm still bummed, man, that we lost to FC Kansas City, but I am too. More power to them. I mean, they, like, I hate hate Real Salt Lake. We all know the history between Sporting KC and Real Salt Lake, but I will say I'm happy for the ladies on that team because they're, that organization really does look like it's putting a lot of resources behind them as far as, you know, putting together facilities and, and a, a real good top-notch organization, so, you know, Dude, More power I saw to a bad
2: him. I saw a bad meme that was kind of funny. Uh it showed, you know, the the guy's face was sporting Kansas City shield and it was, he was like this buff rip, riptacular guy and and then it showed a girl It had FC Kansas City on it and a guy who had his arm around her leading her away from this buff guy had the RSL uh shield on his face and it said something like find someone who will treat you right or something like that. Mm. And uh I think I commented and I was like, well, at least we're more buff than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had nothing. I was man. like, man, it just just kind of sucks that we couldn't, uh, you know, sporting couldn't step up and try to, you know, make them a, a relevant team in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's tough. Um, but, you know, hey, like I said, good good for them for, for you know, finding themselves in a situation where they're going to have the, money and resources behind him. So hopefully it, it works out for him. Um, but yeah, so uh, Savary's official in uh, Portland. Uh, the other uh, news, the 2018 MLS Superdraft was announced it was going to be in Philly. Um, so I don't know how... Hasn't it been in Philly before?
2: Like very recently?
1: It may have been. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I, man, the Superdraft's so weird because it's like... I don't know, like how how much should you get into it? Because it's like it's such a crapshoot. Like Saad was great, but then you know you got other players that you know don't necessarily pan out a lot of times. So um, I don't know. It's 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 probably the draft I pay attention to least of all the pro sports I follow. So
2: well, here you go. It was in it was in Philly in 2014 and 2015. That's why it seems so.
1: What do they, they love Philly for then? What is? I don't understand. I don't
2: know. Whatever. It was in L. A. last year. You think it'd be in L. A. again this year with L. A. F. C. coming in? Or yeah,
1: yeah, that's strange. Or Atlanta because they seem to love Atlanta. Although I'm glad they're not right. giving Atlanta something else because they already, <laughs> already think they're the best. Um,
2: Kansas City's had it a couple times, but none to be excited about.
1: Yeah, I don't think people are are clamoring to come to Kansas City in February um i think that's when the super draft is i don't remember um right no that's not true is it in january january dude yeah it's in january like second week of january yeah so there are even less people are probably clamoring to come to kansas city in january because it's cold um but then again so philly might be cold too i don't know mls doesn't make sense we'll just leave it at that um but the big, obviously the big news of the day, MLS news, is that Nashville was officially announced as the uh, the 23rd uh, MLS expansion team, Nashville SC. Um, they're going to play a year in the USL. It's their first year. And then they're going to bounce for MLS. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, you talked about this a little bit earlier, but that's going to be one hell of a road trip.
2: Oh, I like it, dude. I, I got married in Nashville, so like, there's a lot Did of potential really? value. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. We went down there uh, this health and fitness conference and we ended up just uh, you would you go know, to a health a small and fitness wedding
1: conference thing. for your your wedding. That's me, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's her idea and uh, we That's just awesome. made it happen. So, Nashville's kind of a big deal to us and you know, to, to go watch Sporting play down there would be just a, a special bonus.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, man, their fans, like, you could hear, I don't know if you were watching the feed earlier or not, but I, I was watching a, a little bit of it. A little a, bit. Well, yeah, I watched a bit while I was at work, and I I, I couldn't see because they didn't have the camera on them, but it sounded like they had a pretty good supporters group there. Um, yeah, I
2: saw on, like, Snapchat and stuff, it looked like there was quite a few people there just in the middle of the day not working or anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, they are probably all out-of-work musicians trying to make it. Um, so <laughs> That's a thing. It, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited, and they're gonna be in the Eastern Conference, I'm I'm sure, because Tennessee's toward the Eastern part of the country,
2: um, should be, and you got to even out this LAFC edition too. So
1: yeah, um, so I, I don't know, man, I'm I'm excited. I think it'll be uh, it'll it'll be awesome. Um, I can't wait to, to, to see them come into the league and play. I know there's some fans that are a little upset because they feel like Nashville kind of bought their way into the league. Um. Particularly Sacramento. That's how you have to do it. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of like Sacramento fans who are really upset. Um, and I think it's because so there's supposed to be one more announcement in this round of expansion. And they're going to announce it after the new year. And it's kind of between, technically it's between Detroit, Cincinnati, and Sacramento. But from what I've been reading and hearing, it's really between Cincinnati and Sacramento. Sacramento was the early favorite, and like I was convinced it was going to be them, but I guess they're kind of worried now that the owners of Sacramento Republic don't have enough money to really support it the way they want to, and the owners of FC Cincinnati are hella rich, and we've obviously seen the support that Cincinnati has in the U.S. Open Cup. So. Yep. I, I mean,
2: money talks, dude. That's where it's at, and Sacramento can't can't put the money up there, and and they won't get in, and that's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate, and like I, I know in other leagues, and other countries where they have promotion and relegation, there 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 are different ways to go about it. It's just it wasn't the way it was set up initially in MLS, and and it may get there one day, but it's not going to be something that you can do overnight. And and if they do ever get to to that point where they want to implement something like that, it's going to have to be phased in. So right now, the way to do it is you got to have the money to play with the big boys and, and you got to be able to have the the money to, to make the signings that the league's trying to work toward. I mean, that's why you're seeing Atlanta and LAFC splash the big cash for, you know, Miguel Almiron or Carlos Vela or the, or these players, because they, they want to come in and they want to instantly compete. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of the way it is. So, but, but man, I, I can't. I'm. I will be at the first Sporting KC road game in Nashville because that's going to be so much fun.
2: Uh, oh man, you're already betting on that, huh?
1: Oh yeah, I can do that. I don't know. Nice. I mean, they, they're not coming into the league until 2019, so I got some time to plan. So we'll see. Very cool. Um, let's uh let's hit up this question from Anthony Hardwick. Uh, he said, uh, "Hi, hosts of my favorite soccer podcast." Um, which was very nice. Thank you. It was. Oh, dude, he he roped us in with uh, Andy Edwards and Charles Gooch. Yes, sir. So uh, no other pod and talking and touches. It's a it's a good combo to get your uh, your sporting KC news.
2: We got to get a collab episode going on sometime. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, Andy's
1: that, a, Andy's a good guy.
2: Oh, they're both good guys, and I I, I get a lot of news from them too, and I. I
1: I was very honored to even be in that conversation with him, so that's very cool. I was too. I've never personally met Gooch, but I'm sure he's a fantastic guy as well. Um, Right. Yeah, we just know Andy. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, Gooch, I'm sure you're awesome. I just don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so uh, he said, Have you any thoughts on the new CONCACAF Champions League format? To my eyes, it favors MLS teams. Park the bus. Win it on the return leg. is very MLS playoffs. Okay, I will listen to your thoughts soon. Well, Andy, we are going to give you our thoughts now. Um, you say Andy? You mean Anthony? Anthony. And See, man. Okay. I woke up see at 445 this morning to take my brother to the airport, and it's like an hour mm. drive for me to the airport because it's like way up almost in Iowa, it seems. Seems seems like you should have uh, got his ass an Uber. <laughs> yeah, except that would have cost me like 200 bucks because it's, That's again, the airport's basically in Iowa at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so I'm tired. So, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Um, CCL, man. Yeah, so, I mean, how the CCL has been is kind of been like that group phase where it's like, okay, you play the people mm-hmm. in your group and then the winner, and I, I think maybe the second place team in the group. I don't remember for sure if it's just the winner or if it's the top two advance to like the knockout round and then they go through the tournament kind of in a knockout round format. Right. Well, well starting this year, there's actually going to be two phases of the tournament and the first phase doesn't even involve MLS. It's essentially teams from some of the smaller countries um, in, in in CONCACAF, um, from the Caribbean, a team from Belize, and then a couple of the, not the, the league champions from these countries, but some of the, the, the lower place finishers from like Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, what have you. So they're actually going to play like a whole tournament that's a 16-team tournament just to have a champion that then qualifies for what's the actual CONCACAF Champions League. So it's like kind of a, a pre-tournament to the tournament, which is a little crazy. And then there's going to be the actual Champions League. And so it's a 16-team tournament again, but there's no groups anymore. And it's like what, what Anthony was describing, it's this home and away format. And, it, and it's on aggregate goals. And it's, it's basically, uh, it's just a bracket tournament. And, and if you win the aggregate, you move on. And if you lose, you're out. No more group play. Um
2: so if you win the bracket you're you're the champion you're in the Champions League. If you, or you're the champion of Champions League.
1: You're the champion of Champions League. It's like March oh, Madness except for Champions League.
2: Dude, I dig it. Um, so you're not playing your your freaking group stage games right in the middle of the season like it absolutely does favor MLS and that's why they changed it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it so there's never been an MLS team that's won Champions League, and that, well, that was in the current format, so I guess in that format, no MLS team ever, for history, will ever win in that format, but I think they got kind of, you know, I think Anthony might be onto something, I think they got a little bit tired of MLS just not being able to compete in that format, and it was because, like you said, you get these midweek games where all of a sudden, Sporting KC's flying to Costa Rica for like a Tuesday night game after they just played on Saturday, and then they gotta fly back and play on Saturday again, and it's like... That's a lot of flying for a, a, a Champions League game that has no bearing on their league standing. And they, they would put out subpart lineups sometimes because they, they need to save their guys for for the actual league games. Um, so yeah, this one, not only will it be potentially less games, but he's right. There's that sort of home away uh, sort of strategy that you got to factor in now. And I think we saw that in this, this last year's MLS Cup playoffs where if the team went on the the road um, in the first leg, they they a lot of the teams just kind of would park the bus and be like, hey, let's just get that get that draw on that first like head back home where we know we can probably grind out a win and and then we'll move on. Um, so I, I I I hey Anthony, I agree with you. I think this might be uh, might be good for for MLS teams. Um, you know.
2: Absolutely, man. I'm on the Toronto train for that. I, I'd love to see them do something here.
1: Yeah, man, I'm looking at the uh, the the bracket right now. They uh, they are in a uh, so they, they they drew the Rapids first, which is weird because technically Toronto qualified by winning the Canadian Championship, I think. So they're actually right. They're actually in this. Re- well, it's even stranger because. They didn't qualify from this most recent season. They qualified from two seasons ago, which is why Colorado's in it. Um, Correct. Because there's this weird delay.
2: And Dallas.
1: And Dallas. So, yeah, the, the, the MLS teams are, are Sounders, Red Bulls, Colorado, and FC Dallas. And then Toronto's in it, even though they're an MLS team. But they're the Canadian team that's representing it. Toronto faces Colorado, which they should be able to wipe the floor with Colorado in those first two games. But, you know, they have they have Dallas in their bracket. Uh, they have Club America in their bracket. They got Saprissa in their bracket. They have Tigres in their bracket. I mean, that's a hard like. And if they if they get through all of those, um, you know, then I don't know, they may be rewarded with the Sounders if they make it through it, or Club Tijuana. Like it's it's not going to be easy. Um, that and that bracket that Toronto's in is a killer. But um, I don't know. Do you think they can they can do it? It seems like they might have the best chance of any MLS team in recent history.
2: I think so. I think you got to hype them up. I think you got to be excited for it and uh, see what happens. I mean, even though your team is not there, you gotta now you gotta root for your league. You know what I mean? You gotta root for any of those four teams. You gotta root for one of those four teams that are in there.
1: Yeah, and when uh, I remember when when Montreal was in the final a, a few years ago, like it was so cool oh, yeah. watching all the entire league get behind them and MLS changed their Twitter avatar and all their social avatars to support Montreal and I mean big time they worked with Montreal to like reschedule games for later in the season so they could have you know real rest to recover from these uh Champions League games and and actually field a, a strong lineup to try to win and unfortunately they lost in the final they couldn't pull it off but um NLS gave them every opportunity to uh to, to pull it off. And I remember watching that final and like, I've never really cared about a Montreal impact game in my life, but I was like hardcore, like jumping off my couch rooting for him. because I wanted the league to do it just to, to, show people that MLS is, is a real league. Um, and, and we'll, you know, we'll do it. We'll get there. If it's not this year, it'll, it'll, it'll be, it'll be coming soon. Um, Absolutely. Sporting KC qualified for the champions league this uh, last season by winning the U S open cup. But because of the weird delay, they will not be in this upcoming Champions League. They will be in the 2019 Champions League. So, still Correct. got a little bit of a of a delay there, but um, they'll uh, they'll get there and it'll be under this new format. So, um, thank you, Anthony, for the question. Good question. Um, had to uh, had to refresh my memory on on what the new uh, format was. So, um, appreciate that one coming in. If any of you all ever have any other questions. Yeah, yeah. Tweet us at No Other Pod. Send us a Facebook message. We've got some there sometimes. Uh, no Other Pod on Facebook. Um, you can send us an email, No Pod at gmail.com, or to, to Dan and myself on our personal Twitters at jcmax03 and at Dan Um Or if you ever have a, like we always say, comments, questions, criticism. We didn't get any new reviews this week, did we? No, no,
2: no new reviews. But uh, just know you can leave them. Uh, You know, head on over to the podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a review, um, let us know what's up.
1: Yes, sir. Um, Coming up on... down to the end here. Yeah, coming up on the hour, Mark, you got any uh, words of wisdom as final thoughts for our our good listeners?
2: No, I don't. Uh, I mean, this could have lasted (laughs) for two hours, man. I mean, this could have... There's a lot of MLS news.
1: Yeah. We didn't even get into some of the other, I mean, there's, there's rumors and stuff out there that we didn't talk about. Kyle Larin might be going Uh, to Turkey. Um, There's so
2: much stuff. I mean, hit up our Twitter page guys. I know we're always trying to retweet stuff over there from no other pod. And, and, uh, you know, there's always a lot going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. Thank you once again for spending an hour with us. Um, you know, we, we hope that you all have a, a very Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Hopefully, uh, or if you're doing some traveling, our pod will help you get through the the road trip or the plane ride or, or, or wherever you're going. Or if you're just staying home, um, you know, give us a, a listen and then take out your phone, uh, give us a, a little rating or review on iTunes or Google Play. Let us uh, let us know how we uh, we did, how we made your Christmas brighter. So um,
2: yeah, stay safe and uh, you know, rub on something for luck and uh, preferably Dan. You know, we'll be we'll be back to you. We'll be back to you next week for sure.
1: Yes, sir. Well, for Dan, I'm Jimmy. Thank you all. Have a very happy holiday, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye, guys.